Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey friends and welcome back to Psyche Podcast. How are you doing? I hope you are having a good week. Mine has been pretty chilled, but pretty productive, I think, overall (laughs) on balance. Uh, So yeah, that's me. How are you? I think this is a nice chance just to take a moment before we dive in to this strategy episode, just to kind of check in with yourself and see how you are doing in this moment. One of the things that we come back to often on the show is about meeting yourself where you are. I think sometimes we can jump to wanting to be happy or wanting to feel whatever, but just meeting ourselves where we are and starting from that point. So how are you? And this is a fun, fun episode to share with you. This is for regular listeners. This is our fifth strategy roundup. For new listeners, every, ooh, about 15 or so episodes, I'm not sure exactly how many is this one, I pull out the strategies that our guests share with us into this one big strategy boost. Because sometimes we can have so much going on and we can kind of catch ourselves and realize we're not maybe in in the best place for ourselves and it can be really hard when you are at that point to figure out what to do what can help you to feel better so we ask all our guests to share their top tips with us and this is I've used the toolbox analogy some of you might like the analogy some might not but that's kind of what it is it's we throw all these ideas in and some of them will work for you some won't but by giving you this neatly packaged box of strategies to think about, hopefully when you are in that place where you are just feeling ugh and um, stuck, you'll have something to draw on, uh, some ideas. So I really hope that you enjoy the, the tips in this episode. Let's Let's just dive in. So our first guest that we will be hearing from is William Graper. So William is a coach, a stylist, and he joined us for episode 66 to share his top tips. I would suggest that people listen to the little whispers that tell them what to do all day long. So for example, if you have that feeling when you walk by your kitchen sink of like, you should do the dishes do the dishes because those little nods to our intuition, if we don't listen to them, we ultimately learn to not trust ourselves because we're, we're getting a natural call to action. When we say now do it later, now do it after I do this thing, then we're basically taking control of our time. We're denying our intuitive voice by saying like, you don't know what you're talking about. I have this other stuff I need to do. I'm going to go do that. So by denying that little bit of intuition, we end up down the road not really being able to trust our gut because we keep denying it. So in order, to, in order to strengthen the intuition and the gut muscle, we have to listen to all the little ways our life is asking us to do something, whether it's pick up that pile of clothes, whether it's 
hide the cords behind the TV that you've had hanging there that drive you nuts. Like there are little tangible things we can do all day long to get in touch with that voice inside of ourselves and to honor it so that when we get to really tough decisions, we can listen and know what we're listening to. That's crucial. Number one. Number two, I would say, yeah, so definitely the intuition one. I mean, that's just like, I have to live by that because that's crucial. Um, I would say a to-do list is important for someone like me because not just because it's like, these are all the things I have to do today. And if I don't get them done, I'm in trouble. It's, it's not that I have to accomplish all of them, but actually at the end of each day, I like to go over what I did do well and what I did accomplish. So if I have a to-do list and I'm like, well, look at all the things I did today, my head can trick me into saying I didn't do much, but I can actually go back over this list and say like, oh no, I, I actually accomplished a lot today and I did it really well. And I also made time to go for a walk and to work out and, and to boost my, self-esteem in moments where I don't feel great through that list is, has been life-saving for me. And then I think making sure you have one person in your life that you are current with. So that would be number three, making sure that you have someone in your life that you're current with, that knows what you're going through and that you're not keeping secrets from especially when you're trying to make change, when you're trying to mm. maybe cut communication with an ex that takes you to a dark place or a family member is going through a rough time and really leaning on you and it's a lot for you. Like getting sort of brutally honest with one other person is so important. So you're not carrying that alone because if you carry it alone, you'll start believing you are alone and then you really will be alone it will eventually lead you to not reach out to anyone. So having that one person who checks in on you if they haven't heard from you for three days because you're so used to checking in with them on a more regular basis, I think is really important. And just, it can be one person. And again, I, I really recommend that it's not your partner and that it's not a family member. Episode 67, we were joined by Visa. Visa is an empowerment coach. And she joined us talking all about radical self-love, trusting your intuition, fab conversation. And these are Visa's top tips. One is breath work. So anytime you're feeling stressed or angry and you feel like you're about to snap, that's a reaction. And so when you take a breath, then you get a chance to respond. And a response is so much better than a reaction. Um, so I always you know, put my hand, my right hand on my heart, and I put my left hand on my stomach, and then I take three deep breaths. And this works with my children. Like when I'm about to lose my, I don't know, I'm not swear on this. <laughs> when I'm about to lose my S-H-I-T with my kids, um, before I do that, I, I do the breath work. I take three deep breaths and immediately it calms me down and helps me respond to them in a more appropriate manner instead of just a stream of whatever's going to come out of my mouth that's going to hurt them right so that's one tip um or if you don't or just do it after a pee break go go to the toilet after every time you go to the toilet take three deep breaths right it's a great way to teach yourself to to be in the present moment and so if you need a trigger right it's a restroom break do that um, start journaling and it doesn't have to be long essays you need to write at the end of the night if you could write one thing that went really well for you that day one thing that you were celebrating and one thing that could have gone better 
right? They are very simple questions to ask yourself, but it helps you look back on your day and pat yourself on the back. Because a lot of times we go to bed feeling like crap about ourselves. And so when you look at what am I celebrating about myself and what am I grateful for, you start to look for those things on a regular basis. And then you have more reasons to be grateful for. Um, and then the third thing would be, you know, to coupled with the breath work, I can't speak enough about meditation. Um, it could be meditation, it could be walk in nature, like being outside to me really helps me connect to the, the world at large. And it makes me and it makes me feel awe because you look at the trees and the sun and the birds, and it's going to sound so cliche, but the same powers that be that created the world and the sun and the moon and the stars and the trees took time to create you. Like you are a miracle, right? And so when you are out in nature, it really reminds you of the miraculousness that you are. And so those would be my three tips. Um, that's why being outside is so important to breathe in the fresh air. For me, it really helps me ground myself. And in the spiritual world, we talk a lot about grounding. And grounding is really about helping you feel safe in your body. That's essentially what it is. And so when you're outside, it grounds you. It makes you feel safe. In episode 68, we were joined again by Shiggy, who joined us previously for our suicide discussion panel. And Shiggy was sharing her story of suicide bereavement. So here are Shiggy's top tips. I think for those who are extrovertly introverted, like myself, so people who can go out into the world and, you know, command attention and be the center of everything, but equally need to go home and recharge. Um, if that's just kind of, you know, ding the light bulb in your head, then please pay more attention to yourself and it's okay to go home and recharge. But um, so, so, our, so extroverted introverts, I think it's important to give yourself true downtime and when i say true downtime it's important to you know switch off your phone don't have the tv on if you can don't have the lights on if you feel responsible enough maybe get some candles up or whatever you know and just give yourself anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour of a zero stimulus space at least once a week right um because a lot of us kind of say oh we're going to go home and going to recharge but like you're recharging by watching stuff on a tv being on your phone doing a whole bunch of stuff like you know i don't know in you're, you're still interacting you're still connected um and over time you'll feel exhausted or you'll feel more irritable and it's because you're not switching off properly so first tip is is at least once a week if you can do this every day this would be amazing but at least once a week or twice a week just fully detach yourself, like unplug yourself, you know, and just sit, read a book, not a Kindle, not a Kindle, read an old school cut down tree book, all right, or maybe recycled paper, hopefully it's recycled paper, read one of them old fashioned things, okay, and if you fall asleep reading the book, good, you needed it, um, so that's, that's tip one, for, for suicide bereaved people whether it's a parent who's lost a child to suicide or whether it's a child who's lost a parent to suicide um it's probably repeating stuff that i've said before but have one person at least one person you know you can dutifully reach out to at any time of the day or night and you believe it 
as well, because a lot of people will reach out and say, hey, you can contact me whenever you want, but the actions of that person in the span of you knowing them will deem them un, um, unreliable. By no actions and no faults of their own, they will just literally have done stuff in the time you've known them or at the back of your mind, it's like, I wouldn't contact you. All right. So it's really important to identify and find someone. It can be a new friend. It doesn't have to be someone who's been a childhood friend. In fact, from my personal experience, childhood friends are the worst. All right. Because you've been through a whole bunch of stuff and you're going to judge them by stuff that they did when they were 12 years old. Right. And it's, it's unfair to bring that in and it, it'll affect you. So just find one person who, you know, who like, you know, maybe you want to get to know and give them, you know, this, this honor. Uh, I don't want to say responsibility, but it's not responsibility. They'll jump in for it. They'll, you know, they'll, they say it and you believe it then that's it. You don't have to do anything about that. Um, and if you are an introverted, secluded kind of person who is dealing with this, this is my third one. Um, learn to take your armor off and just reach out and touch somebody. Right. Just it's, it's scary. It's terrifying. It's the last thing you want to do. You probably much rather like gouge your eyeballs out with a rusty teaspoon. But as someone who has been very much like that um, up until a year ago, when I started just reaching out and just kind of just being exposed, it's really uncomfortable being exposed. But if you just reach out and just find mm. someone, a you can you know you, you can rely on heavily, but just get used to talking about stuff that you need to talk about because if it stays in your head it festers and turns into something very very nasty to the point that maybe you too will disappear you know you'll you'll take yourself and you're far too important to do that so reach out and just be cool not having your armor on all the time it gets heavy let it off let it let it let it air it needs to go get cleaned anyway so have moments where you can you know, in a, in a safe space that makes you feel comfortable, just have conversations where you're a little bit more vulnerable than usual and just grow into it. Episode 69, we were joined by Adam Mendler. Adam is a entrepreneur and has his own podcast all about leadership. And we were kind of diving into mindset for that episode. So here are Adam's top tips. I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but I'll leave everyone with this one big piece of advice, which is, I believe very strongly that most people in life are bad at most things. I personally am bad at so many things that I can't even tell you how many things I'm bad at. But I believe that we're all good at a few things. And I think that we all have that one thing that makes us special. We all have that one thing that makes us unique, that makes us different. It's our superpower. And the more quickly you could figure out what it is about you that makes you special, what it is about you that makes you unique, what it is about you that makes you different, the more successful you'll be in life, the more successful you'll be in business, the more successful you'll be as a leader. So I implore anyone listening to this podcast to get on that journey. Get on the journey of self-discovery. Get on the journey of understanding who you are understanding what it is about you that makes you special, what it is about you that makes you different. What is your superpower? Take the time to reflect. Take the time to ask yourself that question and ask others that question. Have other people give you their assessment of you. Who am I? 
what am I all about? What is it about me that makes me special? And it's never too early to get on that journey. It's never too late to get on that journey. But to effectively lead others, you need to be able to lead your own life. You need to be able to know yourself. And this is the way you start. Episode 70, we were joined by ST, and we were talking all about creative journal expressive arts, which was definitely something new for me that I hadn't heard of before. And we went all over the place in our conversation, which uh, is often the way on the show um, and a lot of fun. So here are ST's top tips. First thing I'm going to repeat what I said before of letting out stress, because it's so easy compared to other things that people try to do to let out their, you just have to remember to do it. But it has a massive, massive impact and compared to the amount of work it takes you to do to what actually happens. So next time you're feeling stressed, scribble out with your non-dominant hand. Number two, I would say, is when you're talking to someone, anyone, especially someone that you want to have a good relationship with and like your partner or your boss or your kids and you really want to be there for them, what you want to do is you want to ask questions they're going to tell you something. They're going to tell you about their day. They're going to tell you something that happened. They're going to tell you a sentence. You want to ask so many questions that you get a full, full, full view, a full perspective of what they were saying. What happened? What caused you to feel like that? Don't say why, because why usually comes very defensive. Like, why did you do that? But what caused you to feel like that? And you're going to continue asking them and you could repeat it back to them and ask them if that's what you meant. So that way they felt you really heard them, you really care about them, and you really understood them. Episode 71, we were joined by Bill McPhee, and Bill joined us to share his experience of living with schizophrenia. So we were really diving into schizophrenia and mental illness generally in this episode. So here are Bill's top tips specifically around experiencing a mental illness. I think that uh, for for people with with mental illness, um, I, yeah, this is what I I wanna wanna say. I wanna give you some understanding of a couple things. The reason that that and we have a big homeless problem. Uh, are you are you from the UK? Or, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're from the UK, and I don't know how your homeless situation is in UK, but we have it a lot here in in North America as well. And the reason, and a lot of those people who are homeless are are mentally ill people. But it's of no fault of their parents. I mean, I, I, because I'm sure that no parents would ever want their children to be, would want their children to be homeless. But where the problem comes in with mental illness and then nobody's to blame, it's just the way it is, is that a lot of times the parents have no other choice but to let their children go and, and lead their own lives. And the reason for that is that when you're dealing with mental illness, people who are mentally ill a lot of times are illogical, they're out of logic, they're not logic. Where people who are sane or in reality think logically, that we have no other choice to think logically, that's what we do, that's probably the definition of being sane, is to be logical. And unfortunately with mental illness is that logic and illogic, or logic and non-logic, do not mix. And that's a cruelty, and that's why mental illness is such a hard problem that way. So saying that is important. I think that that's important as well, not to be so hard on yourself if you have a mental illness, because we truly are dealing with something that, uh, you know, it's some people say it's, it's the worst, worst 
illness mankind knows. And uh, because 10% of people with this illness will try to commit suicide and actually 10% exceed, if you want to call that uh, success. So there's that. And um, let's see, anything else that's really important? No, again, I, I can't stress enough. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's the, here's the problem. What, what happens is a lot of times people with mental illness, we get stuck. We're stuck. You know, and even, the, you know, when you're younger, when you're in kids and everything like that, at school, people would kind of joke to you. They'd say, oh, go get a life, you know, get a life, get a life. But that's exactly pe what a lot of people with mental illness need is that we need to get unstuck and we need to find a life. We need to find a life. And, and, and that's, and a lot of people don't have a, a life. And I'm just very thankful that I have a good quality of life. And it wasn't always that way, but uh, the, the good Lord, uh, he's brought me through that. Episode 72, we were joined by coach Rachel Smets and we're all about confidence, uh, which is definitely a, a big thing for me at times, something that, um, yeah, I find myself needing to kind of dig deep <laughs> and try and find more confidence. So great conversation around that. So let's hear Rachel's top tips. So the first thing is what we talked about is stepping out of your comfort zone to boost your confidence. And it's okay. easier said than done because what does it mean? Like step out of your comfort zone. Well, first of all, it means <laughs> getting discomfort, discomfortable. Like, you know, there's, there's all these techniques to step out of your comfort bubble. Great. But it really, really intensely means be in the discomfort. Makes, I mean, it's it just, there's no, change doesn't happen if you stick to your comfort bubble, right? So what can you do? And that's my tip and my action, actually. I love to work in action steps. Like I want, I want people to do something. Um, it's good to listen to a podcast, but it's even better to go out and do it. Um, and so do something today that makes you feel uncomfortable. Like if you make up your bed every day, then don't. Like one time, just don't. Like one time, maybe, I don't know, skip something that you usually eat or, or eat at another time. Like something small, like everything needs to be baby steps. Growing your confidence is baby steps. Changing your life is baby steps. You know, it's like, so what can you do just to, to, to yeah, or just, I don't know, not, not talk to anybody or call someone that you feel kind of a little bit afraid to talk to or, or, or stand up in a meeting and say something like, what is one thing you can do today that makes you feel uncomfortable? So that's my one thing. Uh, the second thing is going back to complimenting yourself. I really, really, really believe that the moment I started complimenting myself, literally looking in the mirror, like, yeah, Rachel, you're doing okay man, that was so uncomfortable. You know, the first time it's like, what am I doing here? But just look at, look at yourself in the mirror. Like literally the mirror is crucial here. Look at yourself in the mirror. And I want people to do that and just try it out. Look yourself in the mirror. Like, yeah, I'm all right. Just literally just, you know, just hug yourself or tap yourself on the shoulder or just, just tell yourself that it's so, so, so important for your, your, your own confidence, your self-love, your self-worth. And the last thing is what we talked about, because I think it's really, really important. It's, it's the people you're surrounding yourself with. So take a look at your circle of people around you. Who are the ones that are usually, when you talk to them, draining your energy and making you feel tired and asking you a ton of questions and making you even doubt yourself even more? 
Can you spend less time with them? And who are the people and the friends around you that when you talk to them, it's like, yeah, you know, you come home and like, oh my gosh, I had a great talk and, or a phone call or whatnot and spend more time with them. And it, it's a process. But the more I, I started selecting those people and saying no to those other people who joined me, the better I felt. So I want you to take a look at those circle, that circle. Episode 73, again, we were joined by a familiar face. We were joined by Anne Allen. Again, she had joined us for our suicide discussion panel and we were talking about grief and loss. And honestly, these are short and sweet, these top tips from Anne. But uh, I definitely, if you are experiencing loss and grief at the moment, would definitely recommend checking out that episode, episode 73. But here are Anne's top tips. Number one, get a firm grip on who you are and where you fit in to the world like I said number two take good care of yourself number three be kind gentle loving and caring to yourself and to everyone else around you episode 74 we were joined by Cara Crossway Rindle another familiar face from that discussion panel we we're talking all around perfectionism which again is something that definitely resonates for me if it's something that you experience as well definitely check out that episode here are Cara's top tips I think the first one is to schedule out downtime so whether that's time for walking as we've talked a lot about today I literally had to learn how to schedule my lunch hour because as an entrepreneur we set our own schedule and if it's not scheduled it doesn't happen it's what I've learned the hard way so all of a sudden I'm scarfing you know something quick to eat and I'm not taking the time to take that mental break so I'd say tip number one, actually schedule your downtime, even if it's just an X on your, ca your calendar. Um, I'm a fan of planners where, you know, you have that thing you carry with you at all times. And I get satisfaction out of blocking it out, Xing it out, saying this is not available. I'm not taking calls. I'm not answering emails. I am doing whatever I'm supposed to be doing for myself. So tip number one, if you haven't invested in something like this, I would say invest in scheduling out your downtime. Um, tip number two we've talked about, which is movement. Even if it's just 10 minutes of movement, I've actually encouraged people to stretch between activities, especially if you're working from home. Get up out of your chair, stretch a little bit, let your mind wander without looking at technology. So I have people doing just 10 minutes a day, and that makes a difference. And then I would say the third thing is my most interesting during COVID, which is who's in your orbit. So asking yourself who's surrounding you. I think when we were all super busy, we were just saying yes to a lot of different things and to a lot of different people. And that was draining, very draining. And so I'm encouraging people to say, to identify who's in their orbit. Are these people that energize me? Are these people that drain me? And how do I shift my energy to spending more time with these people who are positive in my life and to kind of put these other people on the back burner or less time? for them just because as entrepreneurs we do have a lot going on and it's almost important it's most important to just feel like we have people around us that inspire rather than drain episode 75 we were joined by leah spasova we were talking about unconditional love healthy relationships all kinds of great stuff so here are leah's top tips one is invest in your personal development as you believe you should be in your professional so if you've put tens and thousands of pounds into your education in order to have a successful career, put as much into your personal development and grow so that you have happy relationships and happy personal life, not just professional life, but personal life. This is one massive tip. Um, another one is if you could really focus on 
what matters to you in life and pursue it. People do a hell of a lot of things that really don't actually amount to much value in their life, such as buying ba- buying expensive cars and going on luxurious holidays. But is that what's going to fix your relationship or your ego or anything? No. It's personal development that matters more. I don't know, be kind and try to work for things that really matter in the world because that would make you feel fulfilled. Like, that's look at all the billionaires. Okay, they were self-centered, they build an empire, and what? In the end, they have a ton of money, and they're wondering, what am I supposed to do with that? And they turn to good causes that make them happy. So why not do that every day of your life? It doesn't matter whether you're a billionaire or not. You may never become one, so what are you waiting for? Do good now. Be kind now. And then episode 76 is a bit different. It was a solo episode talking about depression. I didn't really have any top takeaway tips from it. So I'm just going to kind of skirt over that one. Um, It was all about kind of self-stigma, finding balance, my personal perspective. So check it out if you're interested in that. We're going to go straight to episode 77 when we're joined by Mika Gobig. Again, perfectionism came up and imposter syndrome um, and yeah, all that kind of stuff, which again, very much uh, speaks true for myself. But let's hear Mika's top tips. So the the number one I've already said, that's uh, don't believe your thoughts. Your brain might be a jerk that just tells you negative things to keep you safe. Doesn't mean it's true. Number two, whatever you do, take five deep breaths first. That uh, that, uh, works for when you see your mother's phone number coming up before you pick up <laughs> uh, to, to all kinds of situations. Like uh, I breathe the square, like in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, out two, three, four, wait two, three, four. That's how I breathe. Uh, works really well for anxiety situations too. Number three, I'd say try out journaling. It's my favorite tool of all times. And I know people say, like, uh, I don't want a diary. No, you don't want a diary. A journal is something else. A journal is really diving into how you feel and what you think. And that doesn't need to be half an hour or whatever. It doesn't need to be every day. Uh, but uh, if you want to get calmer and more one with yourself, I think journaling is a great tool to at least try out if it's something for you moving on to episode 78 when we were joined by alan klein alan being a or the only jollytologist trademark name and it was all about positivity in troubling times which i think is such an important message to listen to again because huh, 2020 um <laughs> i won't say any more about that but here are alan's top tips have something around that helps you lighten up. So one thing that I've done for years, everyone in my program always gets one, is have a red rubber <laughs> clown nose. Okay, so I just put it on. Hannah could see it. You guys listening cannot. But uh, what happens when you put it on is I start to smile because I know the way I look. Other people start chuckling. Um, so and and so if you're down one day put this on and look in the mirror 
and you it's hard to stay <laughs> looking like this um so i have things around that lighten you up here's um my dog is older now but here's a photo of when she was a puppy so i have that on my desk and it just i just look at that and lighten up I have another picture, you talked about camp. My daughter was in camp and wanted a cream pie thrown in her face. <laughs> so uh, she got off the camp bus, 40 kids around, and I threw this in her face. And I had this picture, she is like glowing, just something she wanted. So that picture, having that picture around is um, something that um, lightens me up immediately. And then, you know, again, back to choice, where we started from. Um, a famous quote and a famous affirmation, uh, a famous saying or something someone said, your kid said or something, just have that around um, to help you to um, lighten up. I'm looking if I have one on my, in front of me. I don't write this moment. I've, mm, I don't know if it's the same. I've got one on my desk. Hang on, I was having a thought. What did I? Nope. <laughs> That's something. I was looking at other things I have just myself. Oh, yes. So this is, this is a, a Simon Sinek quote that I have just on my desk. Uh, Life is beautiful, not because of the things we see and do. Life is beautiful because of the people we meet. So I have that on my, on my desk. And I was sort of, I have all these little notes I write on. And I was clearing them out and I saw that one. And I was like, nope, that one can stay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine are behind me but I also you know I write books with lots of um, affirmations and, and quotes in it so I could uh, and they're all around my books are all around me so I could always um, just pick one up and open the book in fact that's the way I like to use it is just open a book in fact why don't I do can I do that just open this the book is positive thoughts for troubling time oh wow I don't know who this is Lindsay Reicher, R-I-E-T-Z-S-E-H. It's vital to our survival to be positive. And that's my quote for the day. Episode 79, we were joined by Chandler Walker. And Chandler was sharing with us his six pillars of wellness that he has developed from his experience of working with lots of people in the, in the wellness industry. So these are Chandler's top tips. Yeah, I think the best things you can do for yourself are, number one, set up a morning routine. Uh, I think it's hands down one of the most effective things you can do to set the rest of your day up for success. And then number two, when you're going to bed, set, a, set up an evening routine. It's the next best thing you can do to create an effective day and night and the next day for success. And then the third thing that I, I like to do that I don't think a lot of people do is, is keep a journal and write down at the end of the day, what are three things I did really well? And what are three things I'm working on improving? Not no, Nothing about what I did poorly or I suck at. It's what did I do well and what am I going to work on tomorrow? Episode 80, I was joined by music therapist Chris Millett and we really did geek out about music therapy quite a bit in that episode. But these are Chris's top tips for us. There's a lot of research on using music for kind of personal or just wellness kind of things. And I'll get, try and give you a couple of different ones um, that like we said, you don't have to be even be a musician to use any of these things. So one, most people get this intuitively, but music and exercise are, there's a lot of sports science research, music research, 
all kinds of uh, data that shows if you're using music to help you engage physically, you're going to work out longer, you're going to work out harder, and you're like mentally not going to feel as taxed as you worked. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would say I know there's probably other things out there, but not that I'm a, a huge runner, but when I do... <laughs> I like this app a lot called Nike Fit Radio. So Nike made this uh, app that has this cool thing that you can pick different genres. Most of them are like electronic. So you can kind of like mm. zone out and it's like you're like <laughs> run into some house music or something. But they have it by like BPM or you can say like I'm running, I'm walking. I'm... So they've matched it because you want to try and get the music to be in roughly the range of you know the intensity and the speed especially if you're running or something, if you can match it close to your gait, mm. you're going to speed down and slow up uh, or speed up and slow down. But <laughs> if you can match it sort of too, that will help you be in sync. Our bodies love to be in sync rhythmically. Okay. So the second thing I would tell people to do is to learn an instrument at any age, any ability level. Uh, and just know think of it as a wellness thing. Like if that seems super stressful to you, think of it as like, Hey, I'm just learning this as an extra thing that maybe it can become a hobby. Maybe it can be super meaningful, but maybe I just played around the house and I never performed for anyone other than the cats and the dogs. So you don't have to make this your career. We live in a world that everything needs to be a side hustle, right? Do it for fun. Do it for enjoyment. Do it for fulfillment learn your favorite songs um you know you don't have to hop straight to guitar a lot of people find that super challenging it usually takes a couple of months before you sound remotely good and i mean like at all and even then you have to learn how to keep the thing in tune so one instrument that i would recommend is um the ukulele it's only got four strings it sounds happy even an open strummed ukulele sounds pretty sonorous so ukulele could be a good first stop for string instruments um piano there's like crazy amount of tutorials on youtube you know you could never pay a cent and learn an instrument nowadays but it also would be easy to connect and learn an instrument and find somebody who's teaching in your local area too let's see any other tips i've got for you lastly here's another good tip music and relaxation or focus. So a lot of people um, tell me things like, oh, I don't like to use music to go to sleep or, oh, I don't like to use music when I study. Well, research has actually come out that, which may be obvious to some people I, I'm aware, but music without lyrics for one is going to be the best. Music uh, that's non-familiar is also going to be. So this could be where like Pandora comes into play, right? Like you want some randomized music that you don't have to really stress about or like a YouTube playlist. And, um, you know, if you're not that big into classical music, type classical piano. But if you are, you love classical and you know who played what song and who composed that and uh, you know which version of the recording you're listening to, don't pick that because that's going to distract you. So uh, there's a lot of cool, like they call it like the lo-fi hip-hop uh, movement so a lot of people are creating that, um, which is kind of cool. Back can be background music and things like that. Um, and then on YouTube, 
there's a lot of free resources for like guided relaxations. So guided music relaxations, my podcast, I even have an episode at the beginning of coronavirus. Everything felt so tense. I put out a bonus episode and was like, hey, uh, here's a guided relaxation. So um, that would be a cool stop for your listeners if they want to figure out what that's like. I lead them through some breathing exercises and then some visualization experiences. And as a music therapist, I just use the music to enhance that experience. So that's me playing it live as well. Episode 81, we had a duo. We had Sam Mitchell and Gina Mitchell and Sam being the host of the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast. And they were joining us to, to talk about his show, to talk about autism. And these are their top tips. For me, um, I think I think you have to take chances. And when I say that, I don't mean chances that you're com- not comfortable with. Um, but you can't live your life with the what ifs. Like with Sam's podcast, mm. he came to me and he said, Mom, I think I want to try this. And I was a little skeptical. Okay. Um, I was, he was very skeptical or I was very skeptical and thought, well, what if it doesn't work? Then he'll be disappointed. And then this will happen and this will happen. But I finally had to stop and think like, leave, let, leave him alone. Like let him do it. And so, um, that, that's one thing I can think of is, um, don't be afraid, like follow your gut, follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I have said, I'm a teacher. I'm an out of the box thinker. And um, a lot of times I've gone to my principal and said, you know, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking about with a, for, a, for a unit. And he said, what? <laughs> like he's not understood exactly what I'm talking about. And I've had to like talk him into things to let me do it. And then um, I've had to defend my teaching a lot. Um, so, but I, I think you just have to take chances and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and at the end of the world. So that would be, um, that would be one thing that I would say. And then as far as for the autistic world, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give people a chance. If, if people like Sam are going to step out of their comfort zone and they're going to start a podcast, then you have to give people a chance to do that. Yeah. So that's what I think. Mm. I, I took a picture of the poster, so. Oh, yeah. So go ahead and read it. I love this. I, this is, represents my life, honestly. So try to represent my life. Think positively. Learn actively. Play more. Be yourself. Smile always. Love passionately. Live freely. Work hard. Shine bright. Dream big. Relax often. Enjoy yourself. Awesome. That's really, that is what he found that poster somewhere, and that really is like him. That's I was like, all right, we're keeping that. That's what he does. Or try to do. And then last but not least, episode 82, we were joined by Tori. And Tori was sharing her story of anorexia from her perspective. Um, and we were very much diving into some of the misconceptions around anorexia and eating disorders. These are Tori's top tips for us. My first tip is something that I've been doing ever since I left hospital. And that was five or six years ago now. And it's, um, I'm a morning person, so I do these in the morning, but you don't necessarily have to do them in the morning or whenever. Um, I do a few lists a day. They don't take me very long. They probably take me five minutes. Um, And the first list is what I achieved the day before. And um, do you know what? It could be as little as doing the washing up or having a shower or anything. Um, 
I find that if I don't, I'm all, I've always got stuff left to do on my to-do list because that's the sort of person I am. I'm always over-ambitious. And so I always probably think, oh, I didn't get around to doing this. And that I think it's really easy for me to forget how much I did achieve um, and how much I did get done. So that sets me up for a positive frame of mind. Um, I do a smile list. So anything that kind of just gave me joy the day before. Um, and today it will be the sun is shining, the birds are singing. I got to sit out and have my lunch in the garden speaking to you. So there'll be lots of things on my um, smile list tomorrow. Um, and my final one is my gratitude list. Um, and I just, yeah, I'd, even on my darkest days, even on the days then I have felt like everything has gone wrong, honestly. I've sat down the next morning and it helps it helps me that I've slept on it, to be honest, because I think I've got more space to reflect um, and I, I feel in a more positive frame of mind. And I look back at the day before and I actually can, even on the darkest days, there are stuff on all of those lists and um, it just helps me start a clean page. And that's the other thing. Every day for me is a new day. And um, if, if, if you're able to sort of try and think what's past is past, I'm not going to regret things. They're done, they're done. I can do things if I think I need to change things, I can do it from now on in. Um, so yeah, that my list is my first thing. Um, and secondly, and I guess this is for anyone, whether they've got a physical or mental health issue, is don't give up on finding treatment or a way of improving it. Um, as you probably heard from my story, I was told by numerous professionals, and I'm being told at the moment with my fatigue that there aren't any answers and um, there's no cause, there's no treatment, there's no this. Um, I have learnt um, that, you know, even if there's not 100% full recovery, there are definitely, definitely ways out there, people out there who can help you. And there are so many different things you can try. Um, and some of them won't even make any sense to you. You'll think, oh, it sounds like absolute rubbish, but you just never know. Just give things a try and um, maybe some of those or all of them will, will, will work. So yeah, just never, never give up. And I know that's really hard when you're suffering from depression, by the way, because the last thing you have any motivation to do is to do any of those things. Um, so I guess the third thing would be try and have people around you who will support you in doing that when you can't. So I know that's really hard for a lot of people, but things like Facebook groups, um, you know, even if you don't physically know them, there's a lot of communities out there who are, who will understand where you're at and will be able to support you maybe when you feel very alone and, um, and cheer you up and a good laugh that's what I've, I, th I honestly think that a good laugh solves a lot of things sometimes so um yeah try and try and not focus on all the serious stuff all the time try and you know have joy which I know Hannah you're very much oh, yeah. um, <laughs> an advocate of yes I love talking about joy uh you got a sneaky fourth one in there but because it's so joy oh, focused and laughter focused I'll allow it <laughs> So that is everything. That is our most recent batch of amazing guests sharing their top tips and advice for us. And I want to say a massive, massive thank you to all of the guests that have been on. 
not just in this batch, but in the show up till now. It really makes the show what it is. Uh, I love diving into all these different areas, hearing lots of different perspectives. I always I really enjoy the conversations, but I feel I take so much out from them personally as well. And I really hope that you listening get something as well from these conversations. We're going to be back on Wednesday when we're joined by Michelle Myrick and we're diving all into creativity and finding your light and uh, amazing, amazing stuff around that. So I hope that you will join me again on Wednesday. Have a good couple of days. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And if you have enjoyed this episode and all of the top tips that we've shared, it would be amazing if you would rate and review the podcast and more importantly, sharing it. If there's someone that you think would really enjoy the show and what we're all about here, then please do share the episode with them. That's everything. I'll speak to you Wednesday. Bye for now.